This is the Tuesday, April 5th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight, so settle in and we'll set you up in 10 minutes or less with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Tyler Fulgham and Aaron Dolan up bright and early after a long night watching that national title game between North Carolina and Kansas. My uh, worst nightmare uh, is now reality as Kansas uh, won and did not cover. So my reverse jinx (laughs) did not work. Aaron, I think you had UNC plus the points, though. So uh, you continue to stay hot in the NCAA tournament. What a fun game that was and what a great. uh, Yes, it was. Yeah, no, that was a crazy game. I can't believe that UNC allowed them to even come back. But the fact that, you know, they lost by three points, I'm sure Jayhawk backers are just so frustrated (laughs) this morning. But that game was tough to stay up for. My eyes were shutting towards the end, but it was a good game. Yeah, you're on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. I have no excuse for being uh, that tired this morning. (laughs) Let's dive in real quickly to uh, the Tuesday NBA slate. No NBA last night, so everyone can focus on that Kansas-UNC matchup. So we got 12 games, massive slate on Tuesday with a lot of teams Mm -hmm. jockeying for playoff position, going to battle. I'll just open the floor to you. Um, Take any games, props, uh, just roll out the list there of what uh, right now at this point intrigues you most on the NBA slate. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're at this point of the season where some of these games are just not even worth looking at and player props become really tough because sometimes these star players will end up sitting towards the end of a game and these, you know, overs typically won't be hitting. So it is a little bit tough over the next couple of weeks before the playing tournament to be betting on games. But one thing that did stand out to me is in the 76ers Pacers game. So in the last 15 games, the Pacers have the worst opponent three point percentage shooting in the league. They're absolutely terrible at defending the perimeter. So I'm looking at Tyrese Maxey. Three plus made three. So his uh, three made three made three. His made threes prop. Sorry, a lot of mates. Uh, <laughs> is at one and a half, but it's a little too juicy right now. So I'm taking three plus threes, a plus one eighty six. He's hit this in two of the past five game five games, and on top of that, he was able to go three for four in the only game he played against the Pacers this season. And of course, you could look at players like Joel Embiid and think he could go off against this defense. But again, be careful if there is a blowout and the potential that some of these star players can sit. I just see Tyrese Maxey being able to be successful and probably not be rusted as much as Embiid or Harden if this game does become a blowout. Yeah, I have a similar play that if Maxey goes off, will correlate. I like that Sixers team total over 122.5. The Pacers have lost six games in a row, and in that time they have a 131.6 defensive rating. I had to double-check because that is outrageous. That means opponents are scoring 131 points per 100 possessions over their last six games. And we know Philadelphia certainly has offensive firepower when they are cooking, and the Pacers have turned into one of the worst defenses in the NBA right now. So our favorite term, isolate. Sixers offense play that team total over 122 and a half in that matchup with the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Uh, another big game on the slate is the Bucks and the Bulls, which will be on ESPN tonight, eight Eastern tip with those two teams jockeying for position in the East. Anything you like in that matchup? Yes. I mean, I trust nobody this time of season. So I'm going with first quarters and first halves and neither of these teams have been great, but I'm going to take Bucks first quarter minus one and a half. I think they're prime for a bounce back spot. They've gone two and three straight up in the last five game, five games. And you have to, factor in there that Giannis didn't play in some of those. Um, But I think that they could jump out to a quick start and they have when they, you know, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday and Giannis are on the floor together. Their offensive rating is so great. And Brooke Lopez is back in healthy. Same thing with Pat Connaughton. So everyone's been looking really great for the Bucs. Their defense obviously has some holes, but I think 
the Chicago Bulls defense is just way worse. Also, you could take a look at Chris Middleton, um, over 25 and a half points and rebounds. He said this once in the last five games. And a lot of the talk around Chris Middleton right now is just he's not looking like his normal self. So eventually he's going to have a bounce back game. And considering how bad Chicago's defense is, I think that he could potentially hit over his points and rebounds prop. Yeah, I uh, like the Bucks side. I don't love laying the five and a half, which it has gotten up to. Um, I think that's a little juicy because Chicago is a very good team at home, and this game will be at the United Center. But the Bucks are three mm-hmm. and over the Bulls this season with a plus thirty-eight point differential. That means they've won those three games by an average of thirteen points. As long as Giannis is out there, I trust them to win this game. Don't love mm-hmm. laying the five and a half, so maybe you can find an alternate line or use the Bucks in a money line parlay. But I do think they are this vastly superior team to the Chicago Bulls right now, and they have incentive to win this game and uh, improve their standing in the Eastern Conference. Uh, the final final week or two of the regular season. Some other games that uh, I have notes on that is worth mentioning, Aaron, uh, everyone's favorite team, the Brooklyn Nets, they are handing <laughs> the Rockets a 17-point head start on the scoreboard in Brooklyn tonight. Um, give me the Rockets or pass. The Nets are 8-29-1 at ATS, ATS wow. at home this season. They're not a good team at covering at home. And 17, even for the Rockets, just too many points to give another NBA team. That back door is wide open. So it's Rockets or pass uh, for me. Uh, Heat Hornets, I like the under okay. there because Miami. What's that? Oh, sorry. I was just saying, okay. Like it. Okay. He- oh, we'll, we'll edit this out. Don't worry. Um, another game, uh, Aaron, that, that stands out to me, Heat Hornets. Has a total of 225 and a half. I would go under that because Miami's great defense and their pace at home is 29th in the NBA to second worst or second slowest, I should say, to only the uh, Mavericks. I like the T-Wolves and their offense. Um, uh, I'd lay the 12 and a half against the Wizards, maybe play that Wizards team total under because Minnesota shockingly has the second best home defensive rating in the NBA this season and the Wizards have the worst ATS record on the road. We know the Grizzlies have no John Morant, but... Uh, They still win games. They still dominate. And the Jazz have been really, really mediocre here as of late. So Grizzlies catching five and a half points in Utah seems like good value. I think Nikola Jokic is uh, going to continue his MVP tear with another big stat line. His points, assists, and rebound total against the Spurs is 50 and a half. That's obviously massive. But I will point out that in three games this season against the Spurs, he's averaging 30 points per game, 15 rebounds per game and eight and a half assists per game. So that is uh, 53 points assists and rebounds against the Spurs. He just absolutely crushes them. That game's got a massive total in the 230s, so they're expecting big box scores there. Um, That's kind of how I'm looking at the NBA slate with some notes on a lot of the games. Wanted to be thorough in terms of the games that we touched, but um, obviously those bets are all just uh, accompanying notes that I think are worth mentioning Mm -hmm. with trends about those teams. One more thing we should mention before we get out of here, Aaron, uh, we learned this morning that Tiger Woods is going to be playing. Yeah. If uh, all goes uh, well health wise over the next two days, he intends to tee it up at the uh, uh, Masters, the first major of the season, Augusta National, an event he's won yep. five times, an event he's made the cut 21 straight times in a row. We know he hasn't played since his near death uh, car accident 17 months ago. But when asked point blank if he is playing because he thinks he can win this tournament, Tiger Woods said, I am or I do think I can win this tournament. Um, I will be Plus on 5,000 right now. Yeah, it's, it's 50 to one to, to win. I would love to see that, but I think there's smarter bets to win outright. But I do think there is some value on betting Tiger to, to play well enough to make it to the weekend. And, and mm-hmm. maybe if all things go well, sneak into like a top 20 finish because 
Uh, he owns this course with five wins yep. and 14 top tens in 22 appearances as a pro. That's better than 60% of the time he's been in the top 10. So I know the circumstances are different this time, but I will just point out that it is still Tiger Woods and doubting him um, has made many look foolish in the past. Yes, it absolutely has. It's all for the top 40. He was already minus 190. So some of these odds are starting to shift just slightly. Mm. So you make a great point of, you know, top 20, top 10 finish. And I think I've already seen that Tiger has the most tickets or biggest handle on these futures markets with the Masters. Outright winner, sure. top five, top 20 to make and to miss the cut. So everyone is invested in Tiger <laughs> Woods. Uh, surprise, surprise, puppy surprise. But definitely great for the game and for us as fans uh, to watch all uh, week on ESPN. Absolutely. Uh, Tiger Woods tee it up on Thursday and Friday as he intends to do as of now, announced Tuesday morning. So that'll do it for an abbreviated but uh, jam-packed edition of the uh, Tuesday Daily Wager podcast. We are back on air tonight, of course, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, with the normal cast and crew, normal time and place. So tune in and watch for a further examination of the NBA slate. Of course, we'll talk Tiger and maybe uh, dabble in some other futures like Major League Baseball with opening day, just 48 hours. Know, what a great time up. in the sports calendar, huh, Aaron? I know. It kind of feels like we're winding down a little bit, but at the same time ramping up. It's a very weird feeling. It's very exciting things. And then other other sports like NBA are tough to bet. <laughs> right. No, we get the, the national title game. We get Tiger at the Masters. Yes. We get opening day. We get NBA and NHL playoff races. It is a good time to be a sports fan. And uh, obviously the card is robust if you'd like to uh, put a little cash down. So appreciate you listening uh, like you do each and every morning. Please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow if you're enjoying the show. That helps us out tremendously. Great stuff from Aaron, as always. And we will see you on ESPN 2 tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern. And back here tomorrow on the Daily Wager Podcast. <laughs>